0: Well first, let me just say I am so excited to be with you this morning in this space worshiping. I have been coming in and out of the sanctuary over this past week as we've been getting ready for the services, and every time I came in I was filled with this real sense of anticipation for this morning. And obviously we have a a few things left to do in the sanctuary which Lee will talk about, but today we celebrate and we give thanks for this space. Uh, It is a real gift to be able to worship in here uh, every week. Now, of course, uh, we don't only celebrate uh, the reopening of the the church today. We also celebrate something else that's really important, and that is All Saints Day. All Saints Day is one of the principal uh, feasts in the Christian year, and on this day we proclaim one of the great promises of the Christian faith, and that is the communion of the saints. Today we celebrate the communion of the saints. In fact, right after this sermon, we are going to reaffirm our baptismal vows. This is traditionally a baptismal day. Uh, We have baptisms at 11, but we don't have baptisms at 9, so instead of that, we're going to reaffirm our baptismal vows And one of the things that you said, either at your baptism or at your confirmation, and we will say it again today, is you will say, I believe in the communion of the saints. And so this morning, I just want to spend a little bit of time reflecting on that. What does it mean to say that we believe in the communion of the saints? And and why is it so important that we, we say this and believe in it? So communion of the saints, let's look at that, and we'll begin with the word saint. Now I'm willing to bet that when you hear the word saint, because I do this too, but I'm willing to bet when you hear that word, you probably think of the saints with a capital S, right? The big saints, like uh, Saint Francis, or Saint George, or Saint Teresa, the Virgin Mary. All the Christians who have gone before us, who have basically live lives better than ours, right? Live the type of life we should be living. That's what we typically think of when we hear the word saint, and that's a a legitimate and good way to use that word. And in fact, uh, the saints with a capital S, it's good for us to remember them. We need our heroes and heroines uh, to imitate in the Christian life. But what's important to remember today is that when the Bible uses the word saints, it's not using it in that way. Instead, when the Bible speaks of the saints, it's speaking about all Christians. So we can say saints with a, with a lowercase s. So when Paul writes a letter, he'll address it uh, to the saints in the church at Ephesus. And that means he's writing to the Christians in Ephesus. So again, in the mind of scripture, uh, a saint is a Christian. All Christians are saints. Uh, one way to, to think about this word, saint, uh, is to look at the Latin word, "sanare." Sanare is closely related to the root word for saints. And sanare means to be healed doesn't mean that you're better than someone else. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. It means to be healed. It means that you were once wounded, but you've walked through it and come out on the other side more whole and more alive. You know, the Christian journey is not about uh, being perfect. No one is. Uh, The Christian journey is about becoming whole and becoming healed. Sonare, it means to be healed. And so the saints are those who have been wounded, like all of us have been, and yet they don't stay in that place, that angry place, that resentful place, that cynical place, because that's the temptation. That's where we want to stay. But that's not where the saints stay. No, because the saints have encountered God's love in Christ, What they do, instead of staying in that place, is they decide to trust in that love. And they decide to let God in so that God can heal them. Rowan Williams, the previous Archbishop of Canterbury, he has a great uh, description of the saints. This is what he writes. He says, the greatness of a saint lies not in their perfection, but in their readiness to be vulnerable, to be questioned, judged, and left speechless by God. A saint, we can say, is someone who has consented to God's presence in their life, uh, allowing God in so that God can judge them, heal them, and transform them. Another metaphor that's sometimes used for the saints are stained glass windows. So, so take the beautiful rose window right behind the altar. Now what makes that window beautiful? Well, it's the sunlight shining through it. I was in in the church last night working on this sermon, and I looked up at the window, and what do you think I saw? I saw nothing. It was black. But today, the sunlight is streaming through, and in a sense, the window has become alive. We can see it for what it was meant to be. And that's like a saint. You know, think about uh, the people in your life who have have shaped you. Uh, The people you think about when you hear the word goodness. Those are the people who have allowed God into their lives and allowed God to heal them, transform them, and shine through them. And so we need to remember on this All Saints Day that being a saint doesn't mean that you're better than everyone else. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. To be a saint means that you have consented to God's presence in your life. We consented to God's presence in our baptism, and we're going to do that again today, uh, calling on God to enter our lives again so he can heal us and transform us. Now, the second word to look at is the word communion, right? the communion of the saints. And I think this word communion, it means that we do this work of healing not alone, but we do it as part of a huge family. You know, we as Christians, we belong to a family that's bigger than we can fathom. You and I, we have brothers and sisters all over the world who have no shared language except the language of the gospel, who have no shared socioeconomic status or race. You and I belong to a family of faith that goes well beyond what we see here today all over the world, again, in different languages, in different contexts, in different styles. Men and women are brothers and sisters in Christ. They are preaching the gospel of Christ, and they are responding to God's love. They're sharing communion, relationship, and they're engaged in this work of healing. We are part of this huge family. And and here is an, an amazing promise about this family. We believe that this community that we're a part of, that it goes beyond earthly life. This is a community that is rooted in God, held together in God and by God. And because it's held together by God, death doesn't end it. Thanks to the risen Christ, this community goes beyond death and it lasts forever. God, the the eternal God, holds this community together. The book of Revelation, which we read from this morning, it gives us a glimpse of this family. Uh, Remember, John is giving a vision of the the end times, and this is what we read in chapter 7 today. John says, And I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages standing before the throne and before the Lamb. every tribe and every. So today we remember not just that, that we are saints, but we also remember that we are part of this huge community that spans the earth, spans life and death, and that we live out our relationship with God as part of this community. Now, given all that, what does that mean for us? I mean, what's the real application? How does this impact our lives? Uh, I want to read to you a quote from Max Lucado. Many of you are familiar with him, but he he has a great little passage on the communion of saints and why it matters for us. He says this, Questions and doubts, can make hermits out of us, driving us into hiding. Yet the cave has no answers. Christ distributes courage through community. He dissipates doubts through fellowship. He never deposits all knowledge in one person, but distributes pieces of the jigsaw puzzle to many. When you interlock your understanding with mine, and we share our discoveries, when we mix mingle and pray. Christ speaks." That's such a great quote. I'm going to read it again. Questions and doubts can make hermits out of us, driving us into hiding, yet the cave has no answers. Christ distributes courage through community. He dissipates doubts through fellowship. He never deposits all knowledge in one person, but distributes pieces of the jigsaw puzzle to many. When you interlock your understanding with mine and we share our discoveries, when we mix, mingle, and pray, Christ speaks. So, so what he's saying is that when we have doubts or questions or struggles, what we tend to do is we tend to hide. We tend to isolate ourselves. And yet that's the last thing we should do. Instead, we should come to this community and dive headfirst into it because christ will meet us here he will strengthen us he will talk to us through this community or you can put it this way uh, the tangible presence of god is most often revealed in living among the communion of the saints you know when i think about my times of struggle times when i've uh, needed counsel, support, times when I needed to be held accountable. It's been the community of the saints that's been there for me. And, and, and I think that there is nothing, nothing as beautiful and freeing than coming clean to other Christians of, of your struggles, shortcomings, failures, and having them respond, oh, thank God, me too. Maybe we can fight this together. You see, sin would have you believe that you have gone too far. Sin would have you believe that no one else struggles like you struggle with what you struggle with. But that's a lie. And what we need to do in those times is we need to trust and build trust in the community of the saints. And here's the amazing thing, as we do this, we're not only drawn into deeper relationship with one another, at the same time, we're drawn into deeper relationship with God. As we learn how to open ourselves and be vulnerable with one another, at the same time, we're learning how to open ourselves and be vulnerable with God. As we let one another into our lives, we are at the same time letting God into our lives. And and I know uh, that this pandemic, one of of the, the hardest things about this pandemic is that it has threatened our community, I mean, all our community, but especially the church community. I mean, we have to stay for very good reason physically apart from one another. But I think that is all the more reason to celebrate the communion of the saints and to do everything we can to realize this community that we're a part of. The communion of the saints, that's what we celebrate today. It wants to remind you that you are one of the crowd. You are part of this great family united with God. And as we're part of this community, we discover that God is slowly but surely healing us and making us whole. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.